Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. You've got exactly ten minutes to decide if you really want to know. You have built this city. Let's face it, this is not the worst thing you've done today. based on fiction. Episode of True Stories Based on Fiction. I am your host, Brian. That was a fast talking to. Uh, and this is Evan, the third host. Missing again. Oh, we have been missing our third, our new third co-host as of lately. Oh yeah, we definitely have. Hey Google, how's it going tonight? It's a good day. Good to hear. Good to hear, Google. Uh, her, yeah, Google Home Mini has been pretty quiet the past few episodes, but that's fine. We're back in fact. I just, I'm just going to test the mic. Sorry if that rattles in your ear. I, 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 I'm I'm becoming um, like an audiophile, but I think we'll be fine. Cause it's just weird. Since, since, since sometimes like the waveforms are super uh, large. Other times they're, they're modest. But anyway, it goes. This episode, we're going to get back to what we do best. That is our uh, movie reviews. So over the past, well, the latest movie that, that has come out, although we've missed like what five or six movies at this point, life got in the way, and you'll get those other ones. Will they? I'll love them too. <laughs> Think so. <laughs> I'm gonna do a do a little bait and switch, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, that didn't do much for. Uh, so we are going to talk about the latest uh, attraction in in theaters at the moment, which is Marvel's colon Studios colon the Ant Man and the Wasp. Which just came out a few weeks ago, and, and and it's made pretty good money. Although now they're trying to change up, say that like they had the biggest drop of any Marvel movie, aren't they? Ah, uh, Friday drop. I think they end up doing decent, decently over the weekend. But I think honestly, a lot falls into place of I think movie sales have been up this year, this summer, and mm-hmm. there have been a lot of big blockbuster hits. True. Yeah. Like this has been overall a pretty good. Gear for movies, unless you're uh, Ava DuVernay for her fucking wrinkle in time. Mm. It didn't make a dent at the box office, but she's gonna be doing that DC New Gods. Yep, because she's mad that she didn't do Black Panther. Mm. She's trying to make up for it, or unless you're Ron Howard making yeah making them Star Wars, which I have made a solo dollar. I have my opinions on that, and but that's gonna be way too long uh, talk about. So that will be a 
upcoming episode. Um, so let's get right into it. What did you think of Ant-Man and the Wasp? Ant-Man and the Wasp seemed like a 90s action hour show that would have been on, on USA or TNT at 7 o'clock on Saturday evenings. I thought it was more of the Wasp and Ant-Man. Really? I think it was more of the uh, Hank Pym Actually, and I thought Friends. It was, I thought it was the Wasp in the Quantum Realm yes. featuring Ant-Man. I mean, like... To the me, Wasp they and... honestly felt like they... Like, holy shit, this is an Ant-Man movie. We forgot that to write him in the script. Let's put him, find some places to put him in. Cassie had a better plot part than he did. Yes. <laughs> You make a very good point, but but um, so I, I it was a watchable movie, but it's, it feels like something I would have watched as a kid on TBS on Sundays after church or some shit. I thought it was enjoyable. It was, it was definitely enjoyable. Definitely a, a change of pace from what right after getting Infinity War. That snap. Um. <laughs> uh, I enjoyed. What What do you think of Ghost? Ghost had the potential to be a, a Killmonger, Thanos level villain. Everything was there, but what fucked her up was Lawrence Fishburne. But when Lawrence Fishburne came to the picture and, and his big reveal, spoilers by the way, she became a henchman essentially in, in, in a plot that was for her. Yeah. Her backstory was, was amazing. And, and she, she had a, a viable reason for being evil. And I can see why, why she'd be like, well, fuck uh, Janet. I can't touch shit, motherfucker. No, nah, I thought I like I liked her. She was hot. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Um, probably one of the better Marvel costumes that they've had. That I thought yes. the costume looked good. Yep. And I thought the visuals were amazing. How they showed her like kind of mm-hmm. vibrate and everything. How did you feel about the gender and race swap of ghosts? <laughs> Didn't mind it. Yeah, because like nobody gives a fuck about ghosts. Yeah. I'm a ghost fan of from the Warren Ellis. Thunderbolts. Mm-hmm. And someone said this might have been their their kind of back doorway of setting up Thunderbolts. That, that, that's what I hope. They've got Zemo still. Now they have ghosts. They have... Who isn't dead? A Red Skull? But he's more villainish. I mean, if you kind of want he, anti-hero type... It could, it could be like a, a civil war between a Red Skull and, a, and Zemo. True. Uh, Darren Cross? No, he's dead, isn't he? Crossbones, you could put in there. Crossbones, uh, he, he died. Did he? Yeah, uh, Scarlet Witch, uh, blew him up. Oh. Um, but there's also Sam Rockwell. Who knows what's gonna happen after, uh, Marvel's Avengers 4. Sam Rockwell, the fake Mandarin. I'm an actor! I'm an actor! So, yeah, so I would love to see a Thunderbolt movie. It could work. Um, getting back to the, um, kind of reason for this episode I, I, I did like Ant-Man and the Wasp it, I need to see it again I think mm-hmm. um, I just don't know if coming out after s- such a big one I, I think maybe waiting to the fall would have been more beneficial I agree. I agree. for him and I guess kind of going back into one of my statements about Star Wars was that's what hurt them I think that was a big thing that hurt them as well but again that was, that's for another episode um, but I, I think you needed a little more time in between yeah. Uh, how Avengers Infinity War with what happened. Because it was so, oh, it's almost of a dark story and a dark ending that it kind of needed some time to kind of breathe more so than what they gave it. Now, that being said, again, spoilers, I like the how they did the end credit scenes to an extent. 
No. I had, there was one part of it I had a real big issue with. Okay, talk to him. Um, so, basically what the end credit, the mid-credit scene does mm-hmm. is sets up what happened to Ant-Man during this um, infamous Thanos snap. finger snap. Now, there was fucking battles in New York with Ebony Ma. There was battles in Wakanda that led up to that. And then you got old Hank Pym, Hope Van Dyne, and Scott Lang sitting there jacking around in a van. No, I mean, I saw that as they don't give a fuck. They hate the Avengers anyway. Well, Scott kind of is a fanboy, but they're more... Because Hank Pym's a dick. He's more concerned about his own shit than anybody else's. Mm-hmm. He like let those let Stark's fucking bitches do all the hard work. But there was some big shit going down. You think they'd be a little more concerned with what was what was happening? Scott and Scott trying to get that pussy again. He, he was not thinking about that fucking. Uh, he's like, man, Cat Ten America. He, he got this shit. Mm-hmm. I got these hoes. Um, but I like too. Good point though. At the end credit scene where they show one of the Aunt Aunt Anthony playing the drums. But I like how you had the uh, emergency broadcast system in the background. The I like TV. that part of it. Yeah, show it on the TV. That, that was that was juxtaposing very, 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 very light and very, very dark. That's how, some dark shit. Yeah. How serious though? Yeah. What's going on? That, that was some dark shit, low key. And then like people are, are probably laughing at that scene, but they didn't think about what's happening. That's some fucked up shit happening in the background. Mm-hmm. Now, I would say that. I think the movie would have excelled more if it would have taken out uh, the dude who played that uh, woman in Southern Anarchy. His whole story arc was a, a 90s sitcom. They could have taken out Michael Pena and T.I. and that whole crew and then focus on Ant-Man and the Wasp and Ghost. Sound like Michael Pena. I thought he was funny again. <sighs> How about T.I. and a fucking Lurch? I don't know what they did in it, except yeah. for they're like, all right, we are part of the crew from the first one. Exactly, and if, if that shit would have been taken out, that would have given more time to Ghost Storyline, like to have that breathe more. Because Ghost Storyline, she was a, sympath- a sympathetic villain, mm-hmm. completely sympathetic, and it was Hank Pym's fucking Hank. Because Hank Pym set that dude up, I guarantee you, Hank Pym set that guy up. Yeah, there was no need for Walton Goggins in it. No, and I like him as an actor. Yeah. He has range, and he could he could have provided Marvel with an amazing villain at some point in yep. time down the road. Instead, to ruin his character, ruin him for a he worked in that first bit. scene. Yeah, he, he could just, he, he could have been in that first scene, that set, and then Lawrence Fishburne could just been in that his one scene and been done. Mm-hmm. Focus on Ghost. Ghost could have had some henchmen. It would have had so gotten you your way of incorporating Bill Foster into the Marvel yep. universe. Yep. Um, and 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 not make him a villain. Yeah. So it'll be. A- Lauren Fishburne risked his job in DC to, to have that terrible ass role. And essentially, every scene he was in, it could have been a more effective scene without him in it. He's um, in the background. Yeah, ghost. Tell him. Well, oh, don't kill him. What do you think of the uh, de aging in this one? With Michelle Pfeiffer and. Uh, it, it, now, granted, I saw it in a shitty theater. Cause like like one like in my city is one of the worst theaters in the world. But um, I'm not even noticing it anymore, which I guess is, is a compliment. Yeah, I thought it was probably the, some of the best de aging they've done. And then they do Lawrence Fishburne. And I'm like, do they just throw a wig on him? <laughs> but you know, black don't crack. But uh, <laughs> the problem with Lawrence Fishburne is, uh, when Lawrence Fishburne was young, he wasn't fat. 
But when it needs to age him, he was a fat. It took his wrinkles off, but it's still him as, as a fat guy. So you, you can't connect it to him back in fucking a uh, fuck minister, uh, minister to, to society because he wasn't fat then. True. Yeah, that gap in his teeth, though. He did that gap. <laughs> um, I guess my final thought was, it was a good movie. I enjoyed it. I didn't feel it needed to be made. Correct. I 100% agree. Now, it, it made the changes that I suggested of having uh, m- more focus on Ghost. Ghost had the potential to be one of their best villains in the same le- levels Killmonger and Thanos to where their plots made sense. Because I can see, because if I was intangible and that I couldn't touch anything and I was getting progressively worse, I'd like, fuck. Like, Janet, Janet Van Dyne is in a quantum realm. I'm on Earth right now. Mm-hmm. Fuck her. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to live, mm-hmm. so I, I would have felt that way. It made sense to me. So she was a, a sympathetic villain, villain, because like when Laura Fishburne gave her like the little teddy bear as a child, that scene almost had me a little uh, choked up. Yep. It's fucked up. If you're a little kid, you want a little teddy bear. You can't touch it. That, that will fuck you up. Other little issue I had with it, um, I think it was the first point in time that Marvel didn't know how to differentiate the comedy. Into their yes. movies, yes. Um, whereas it worked more in Ant Man one, absolutely than Ant Man two, which is odd because the same director, mm-hmm. um, and same writers, and one one of the writers of Captain America two and one two and three. Oh, really? Feely? Yep. Not not the second guy, but Feely. Yeah. Um, I I guess I'm kind of making it sound like more like I didn't like it than I did because I actually like I said I, I walked out of it and I really enjoyed it. I, I was happy I seen it. Yeah, I'm happy it got made. Yeah, but again, my thoughts were it didn't need to be made. It didn't need to be made. So I guess at any point, none of these movies have to be made. Yeah. But um, it it, it didn't, didn't it didn't fit in the overall st- arching story. Was Ant Man one also didn't fit unless what you're supposed to do uh, going forward the quantum realm supposed to have a lot. And if that's the case, then yeah, it's yeah, because because. To that point, and then this is going to be a very, a very uh, short episode because I want to get like an episode out about this. I might put this up pretty soon too. Um, but t- to that point, um, they're saying well, first, first, I have a question: How the fuck is Scott going to get out of the quantum realm? I don't know. Who knows if he's there? But he's in that Avengers Four movie. Yeah, so he's getting out. Is Anthony going to get him out? <laughs> then two. They're saying that the quantum realm is going to play a big part because that's how they're going to either go through time, go, go in the past, or is the healing properties there are, are going to allow them to get uh, alternate reality. They also said it's Infinity a possible Stone. way they can uh, incorporate mutants into the... Because they talk about how Janet evolved. Ah. So, we'll see. Yeah. Um. So, if you had to give Ant-Man and... Oh, well, one more thing. I liked it. Eventually, Lily is aging like wine. Vine? Yes. Because you can tell that she's aging, but she looks hot. So maybe be- she looks just a different kind of hot as she was on Lost. Mm-hmm. I-, I think I prefer her now than back when I she didn't like that short haircut she had. No, in part one, that was terrible. But I like that long hair. Yes. But yeah, she was looking good in that one. And, and she's a badass on par with uh, Black Widow. Um, how many drunk Iron Mans will you give it? Uh, six and a half. I think I'm one half a drunk Iron Man above you. So seven. I say seven. Yeah, because it was a watchable movie. But yeah, I agree with you. If it wasn't, if it if it didn't get made, and Ant Man just popped up in in um the Fourth Avengers, in the fucking Quantum Realm, and said, "Yeah, I went to the Quantum Realm to help find my girlfriend's uh mom." 
That's all that I would have needed. The biggest talk talk or tell will be how how much do they use the quantum realm going forward. It, it has a lot of storytelling capabilities because I don't understand how how it works, and I prefer it being a microverse. That's not my microverse. <laughs> they can't use it. Why not? Because uh, of the Micronauts or something like that. Oh, yep, 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 yep. So that makes sense. Uh, well, I haven't said it was going to be a short episode, but we did want to be able to get a somewhat of a timely review up for a movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so that's all I got. Unless Evan, you want to stick. Um, that is it. Like we're clocking in about fifteen minutes of, of audio, but I'll have Randy probably give his uh, his uh, thoughts on it in the beginning. Then I put some music in this bitch. Did then, you see it? I don't know. Well, he'll give you his opinions regardless. Regardless of him not watching. So yeah. So this one might come up pretty quickly because it's a short one. I, I might do a double header tonight. Ooh. But all right. Until our path next meet, we'll just be here. A couple of guys at ED Studios Underground. Telling true stories based on fiction.